0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. I am keeping the topics rolling. It's me, your homegirl, Adosha Wright, the outreach worker who dares. That's right. This episode, I dare to bring to you the gall. That is right. The unmitigated gall of Ohio's legislators. And policymakers to introduce into um, the committee into law that the cosmetology education, the barbering education, and the and the um, natural hairstylist education be lowered, and for the um, natural hairstylist license not only to be lowered but to also be deregulated. So what I would like to point out in um, in this episode are a few things that I truly believe that the public is unaware of when it comes to deregulation. For starters, we have a very big problem in as much that the natural hair movement has created a separate sect of industry um, for citizens for consumers and so this is a problem when we're talking about this group not being educated and not being regulated so before you click me off just hear me out hear me out hear a sister out I, I am almost certain that the United States historical factual documented photographed legal history of racism, uh, you know, hair shaming, discrimination, you name it, when it comes to black people, is being confused um, and to the point of trumping the science of hair, skin, and nails. So we never want to downplay America's nasty practice of slavery and the results. We're talking about an entire group of people who were 400 years, you know, without a comb in these United States. Um, So, well maybe not 400 years, but you know what I'm saying. So we were, for a very long time, as African-Americans, our ancestors did not have the fundamental, basic, primary, uh, whatever words you want to call it, you know, level of uh, hygiene when it comes to our hair. When we were enslaved, we were not allowed to have combs, soap, brushes, hair care products. We could not communicate that to one another. So these are things that we know for a fact that took place here in the United States. And as we can see right now, it continues to affect us today. However, we should not allow um, that to trump the science of hair that cosmetology offers. Now flip back over to this to the other token, cosmetology, the education in itself and barbering, both professions, the education needs to be modified to meet the needs of those who want to provide the services and teach it, who in turn will be able to meet the needs that the actual workforce requires. Right now, there's a big problem when you have an industry that's created for hair that has not been on the pulse of people with hair because of hair shaming, discrimination, racism, you see? So that resulted in the Crown Act. So the Crown Act was... um, enacted into legislation where states like California and New York have already set precedence that hair discrimination is no more. You cannot tell someone they can't have a job because of their hair. So we know employers might take the tone to say, well then I won't hire you. This is the reason why we need to have the education in place. Because what's going to happen is the powers that be, meaning people who make hiring decisions, will say, okay, texture hair people, you can have your hair, and you know what that means. I'm not going to, you know, be nasty, but you know what that means. We're just not going to hire you. So we won't be able to prove that because they can't say that they're not going to hire us because of the hairstyles. But they just won't do it, and then we can figure it out as time goes along. That's one. Okay, that's a very big one. Number two, you know what's going to happen next? You're going to have another group of people who's going to say, well, you got natural hair, so what about Puerto Rican hair? What about Asian hair? What about biracial hair? You see where I'm going with this? Segregation in the United States has not proven to be beneficial in any capacity and it's unfortunate that the natural hair community is in a way they are taking on characteristics of the colonizers so yes there is a certain set of unique skills that are required to care for people who have textured hair but is it a black thing no because natural hair and textured hair are on primarily all human beings. So that's the science of hair. The science of hair says that the scalp is a microbial habitat, that hair is an appendage of your skin and three protein layers with the, carrot, with the cuticle, a cortex, and a medulla, and so on and so forth. So this is the science that applies to all people. When you're talking about deregulating um, and lowering the standards of education, I guarantee you, you will not be able to meet the demands that the public needs. This public falls over, not just the people who come to hair salons, we're talking about school systems, we're talking about social service agencies, You know, we're talking about hospitals, you know, we're talking about nursing homes, mental health facilities, military. The cosmetology industry provides services to everybody, just like the food industry and the medical community. We touch people in ways that a lot of those professions do not get a chance to. Don't you think it's in our best interest that the education be raised, not lowered? that would justify the cost of it. It may also make it eligible to be in a uh, junior college or maybe an associate's degree program, thus making it eligible for people to receive financial aid assistance if they meet requirements to have this education paid for. I personally and professionally believe that if we were to do that, we could weed out the people who are racist, we can read out the people who are just in it for the money. We can weed out the people who are in it just to take advantage of people. So the beauty industry, we are not exempt from people who are not good people, no more than the police office, the police um, industry and the medical community and the legal community. So you have you know, bad police officers, you have bad doctors, you have bad attorneys and you have bad hairstylists but that doesn't justify why we should lower our educational standards and to deregulate another portion of the industry so deregulation is not the answer, lowering standards is not the answer I don't believe segregation is the answer, I believe that textured hair needs to be a required teaching in the cosmetology curriculum and that that special care for texture hair that education needs to be delineated it needs to be spelled out and it needs to be enforced and people need to be tested on it and the public needs to be able to receive that via going to cosmetology schools with clinics and also students with the opportunity to intern to get some hands-on experience. So that's my take on, you know, deregulating. We're talking about deregulation here in the state of Ohio under House Bill 399, Senate Bills 235 and 245. Uh, Senate Bill 235 is to eliminate natural hair styling license and to deregulate that industry as well as 245 is a combination of them both. So I don't end this um, podcast, you know, feeling very happy about what's taking place in our industry. Visit protectmyprofession.org and sign the petition to support that our industry remains educated, and it remains an industry, an education that needs to be paid for, and perhaps raised, and of course, to change the education practices within cosmetology and barbering. Again, it's me, your homegirl, Adosha Wright. Um, the outreach worker turned hairstylist. Who dares? Thank you guys for listening. Remember, you can visit me on all of the social media platforms you can also find my books on Amazon and all of your ebook platforms as well. You can also visit my website at lwrightbooks.com. Thank you so much. Peace, love, and hair. And if you ain't got no hair, you know what? Just rub your little bald head. But it's cold. It's winter time here in Ohio, so you can also put a hat on it. Bye. Hello, everyone. What's up? It's me, your homegirl, LaDosha Rice, and you have just tuned in to another episode of What They Don't Tell You at the Hair Salon. I will. Yo, guys, this is a really cool, cool podcast where we just pretty much... Debunk a lot of myths about hair and we answer a lot of questions about hair and we just give up the whole skinny about hair because after all I love people more than I love hair. And so as we wind down 2019, so what is um all forms of media as the year comes to an end if we don't give you guys our top 10 anything? So um I'm no different from anybody else who loves the media, whether I'm writing about it or speaking about it through your ears here on my podcast. I'm going to give you my top 10 most interesting things that really came across our Eyes and onto our heads and our faces this year as it relates to hair. So, I have a um, can I get a little drum roll out there? I know you guys are listening, just start banging on your table, your desk, or your steering wheel, and let's just jump right into it. My top 10. So, I'm going to give the top 10, um, go straight down, and I'm going to come back up and I'm going to just give a couple of sentences about each topic, okay? So, are you guys ready? Now, don't crash and don't get in trouble at work. So, let's get a little quiet, little drum roll, please, all right? Okay, here we go, drum roll. Starting with number 10. So, the top 10 things that really, really caught my eye, and of course, the headlines and all the social media, hoopla and television hoopla and print hoopla, about hair. We're going to start with number 10. In 2019, here goes it. Number 10, beards. Uh, Yeah, beards were pretty hot in 2019. Number nine, that hair color pomade and the hair color wax it was all over Instagram and people were going crazy about it. Number eight, this actually popped up in my feed a few months ago and it was the Flexi Detangler Brush. I have some comments about that one. Number seven, the man weave was off the hook in 2019. I know y'all like, hail to the gnaw, but yes, in fact, it was. Number six, protective styles. Protective styles continue to um, be on the top 10 for the past 10 years. Um, So we'll talk a little bit about protective styles. Uh, Number five. All right, we're getting halfway through knotless braids. The knotless braids took over the box braids. So sisters in the braiding world got a little creative and decided to do something different with braiding. And knotless braids were the hot, Things smoking as we came on out of 20 as we are coming out of 2019 number four who can forget our homegirl sarah morans i'm gonna tell you what sarah morans said you guys are like who the ham is sarah morans sarah morans is the white lady who said she invented the bonnet or the head wrap and black twitter lit that white head up <laughs> so we'll talk about that as i work my way back up Number three, the Crown Act. Let's give it up for the sisters who finally... Did what I have tried to do my entire career. I really tried to get in on the Crown Act, but I could not penetrate that circle. But I have so much respect for what they did, and we'll talk about the Crown Act and what that was all about for those of you who are not uh, familiar with the Crown Act. So we'll talk about that. Number two okay, this is my absolute favorite coming out of 2019. I came across this one, I guess kind of like halfway through 2019 because it was out and they called me up. And so I'm going to give number two, the big, big shout out to Rev Air, the the inventors over at Rev Air. They come out on my list of 2019 as some of the most interesting things that got on, on top of our heads in 2019. So Rev Air, the reverse Hairdryer. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then number one, of course, I just have to do it. Um, uh, shameless plug, my trip to the Gambia. In the year of 2019, I was able to return home to the Gambia to help install the country's very first cosmetology curriculum. So that is going to wrap up. That's the number one thing that happened in the United States, around the world, in the world of hair care. So I'm going to work my way um, and come back, starting from 10 and come back to number one and just give you guys um, my insight, my thoughts about these top 10 um, topics and things that happen on the heads of hair of all of the people on the entire planet, because in the podcast world, you're not just talking to people in your hometown, you're talking to people all over the world. So I'm hoping this list is having everyone from around the world say, you know what? <laughs> She's pretty right about these top 10. So um, just to give my little comments about these uh, 10 things. I'm um, starting with, uh, again, number 10, beards. Beards were like, the they were just so hot in 2019. You had beards all over the place, long ones, thick ones, skinny ones, stingy beards. Beards had names, beards had t-shirts, beards had oil. So the beard game just went all the way up for all types of people, including ladies. So there are some ladies who had some hair issues on their faces, and they just started to embrace what was growing on their face. So beards for men and ladies and those who were bold enough to just go ahead and embrace, hey, I got hair growing on my face, so get over it, okay? So beards, but mostly for men, it was definitely, definitely the thing in 2019, and I doubt there'll be any slowing down on the beards, okay? So beards were kind of synonymous with like Santa Claus, well, (laughs) not anymore. (laughs) Okay, so beers get all the sex appeal and ooze appeal in 2019 and I certainly believe in 2020. The beard game will continue to get larger, more dope, more fresh. We might see color in beards. We might see a little bit more scents in beards. I think we're going to get a little bit more softening in beards. And I believe that beards are going to get longer. I know they're pretty long in 2019, but I won't be surprised if we start seeing them get a little bit longer, a little bit more creative in the designs is how... Um you know some barbers will cut them and all this kind of stuff so I think in twenty twenty we're going to see beers continue to grow uh, that business is going to boom and I do predict we're going to see a boom in that as it relates to smell build beard, beard design and beard coloring okay so if you're salt and pepper, don't worry the salt and pepper beers will always be my number one favorite of all beard style so the beard game in 2019 was definitely off the richter scale okay uh let's come on back down to number nine so number nine i talked about the hair color pomade or the hair color wax um, this got mixed reviews. I gave it a thumbs down, um, simply because um, the the you know how it comes off on the hair onto your clothes. It's, it could be a it could be pretty icky. However, if you just want to be vain for the moment with the ham sandwich, go for it. But I think that your pillows, your lover. Um, your exercise, (laughs) you know, once you start to live in this uh, hair color wax, you might find out that things aren't always what they appear. However, it sold pretty good and it went over pretty well and of course on social media particularly instagram this thing was off the Richter scale but when you go over to youtube there were a lot of reviewers who were saying some you know some interesting things about it but for the most part everyone who tried it concluded that it would be okay for the moment but you may want to go ahead and get that out your hair before the night is over um, so some people wore it for a while, some people didn't. But it got a thumbs down for me because, of course, I had to deal with that in the salon. So Color Wax, um, it, was, it was jumping in 2019. Whether I like it or not, it don't really matter, all right? Number eight, the Flexi Detangler Brush now again i might be tardy for the party on this one uh this flexi detangler brush again it came across um, one of those uh you know how they can track what you're doing on uh on uh, online and so i don't know is that your algorithms but somehow the flexi detangler brush popped up as an advertiser in the video and i was like what the french toast is this so this is some brush that as you comb the hair it kind of releases the um, the bristles and so this is designed for um, people with textured hair and so textured hair continues to become something of an enigma for the masses and so this again is my area to explore because what I want all of my textured hair people to know is that for the most part you're being duped by all of this stuff but you know it's just my opinion you know what I say when I'm talking on social media opinions are like cell phones and the Everybody has one, okay. So the Flexi Detangler Brush—it was popular, and I believe it's selling pretty well. However, it gets a thumbs down, but people do like it. And I know what you're saying: Why are you hating on all the interesting stuff? Um, because when you're detangling textured hair, you really need to have a good base so that you're not compromising. So there is a notion that textured hair is pretty much the same. And even though the people who took, uh, they didn't take it, they just outright stole Andres Walker's um, hair mapping. You know, I'm always vocal about I do not like how they stole that from him. And they took it to another level. So though they've tried to um, delineate the textures by, you know, categorizing them with numbers and letters, <clears throat> excuse me, Um, They're still clumping it together, okay? So, the Flexi Detangler Brush is um, not doing a good job to me for that reason. A little water here, I'm getting a little raspy. Because, you know, it still has that, you know, the... The, the easier, if you want to call it, of the textures. Um, I think that when you try this on textures that are more dense, many more fibers per cubic inch, or the textures are a lot tight and they have more coil and um, a lot recoil jumping off on it, that we would call that afro. I don't know if that brush would be very popular um, with those heads of hair. So um, when you're talking about, you know, detangling any texture of hair, you need a really good comb. And I'm gonna just drop that right there, moving right along. Let's go on to number seven, the man weave. Okay, don't hate, congratulate, cause sisters, we rock the weaves. So the men were like, you know what? We gonna rock them too. So the man weaves were popular. Um, They were styled by men barbers. They were styled by men hairstylists. So men decided, you know what? I want to enhance my hair I want to cover up this bald head and so they went on ahead and bopped the man weave out and um, I don't like it but you know again uh, who cares what I like it was popular in 2019 and again just like the beers I doubt it in any capacity Will man waves ever go away? Not that they ever did, they just became popular because many, many celebrity, um, you know, man celebrities have, <clears throat> excuse me, have uh, been reported to wearing man weaves so I guess they came out the closet you know if you will per se I know you're like don't you crazy but seriously so man weaves they jumped out they came out the closet in 2019 and men were like hey um, I'm rocking a man weave, and they came in all styles from brush waves to color to length to texture to blind you name it man weaves were the thing in 2019 all right let's come on down to number six protective styles now for those of you who are listening and don't know, that I also have a YouTube channel, LaDosha, right? That's a no-brainer. So I'm on, as a matter of fact, I am on all of the social media platforms. You know, just pretty much being consistent with my messages. So when you hear this clip um, uh, uh, here on on anchored. you're going to see the same thing come across all of my YouTube channels, my Facebook, my Instagram, even my website. So I'm just trying to keep my message as I give them out, Uh, you know, just very linear across all of the um, media platforms that I'm on. So Protective Styles, you can check this out in real life and on my YouTube channel. So Protective Styles, you know, they continue to get a thumbs down on, you know, from me. And I know what you're saying. Look, like, don't shut. You're just being too radical. I think you're just lightweight hating. You're talking about the color wax and you you putting down the flexi detangler brush. And, you know, you're not all too happy with man weeds, but you're going to still say, hey, it's going down. So what's the problem with protective styles? So the problem with protective styles is the word itself, protective styles. Um, it's like an oxymoron. You know what I'm saying? A style when you lay down, they're all messed up, you know, Um, and so uh, braids are a style, so there's really no way you can truly, truly protect a hairstyle in that sense, and um, so when you watch my video over on YouTube, you'll get a little bit more about that, but I think that protective styles are very misleading. And they really push people to not take care of their hair. And so particularly for those people who wear these styles uh, as a as a um, regular style for like years and years and years, when they take their hair down, oftentimes they are extremely disappointed in the life, the texture Um, The feel of the hair and also the scalp, the density, they pretty much noticed a lot of hair loss. And again, we're talking about people who are wearing them at least for a year and beyond um, as opposed to taking care of the hair itself. So um, I do not like protective styles, but I love braids. I don't like the term rather protective styles, but I love, excuse me again, all braids. I actually love them. Okay, number five, jumping up. Okay, let's move along. Knotless braids, in case you didn't see me on social media, I went on ahead and rocked some knotless braids. I love them. Uh, Coming out of 2019, the knotless braids, they really kicked up a notch because people were really having complaints and concerns about the old-fashioned box braids. And then you want to get a visual on box braids. Just think Janet Jackson, Poetic Justice, you know, Megan, you know, she was rocking them. So a lot of people were rocking box braids. But then um, someone created the technique of knotless braids when you don't see the knot at the top. I tried them and, you know, I wore them for two weeks and they were off the Richter scale So, uh, my homegirl, Missy, uh, you can follow her on Instagram, Missy's Designs. So, she did my knotless braids and they were absolutely phenomenal. Okay, she also works at the hair salon where I work at as well. So, knotless braids gets a thumb up. And let me just say, for the thumbs up on knotless braids, knotless is spelled with a K and not with an N. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I know you're like, why you have to make that distinction? Because a lot of people were inboxing me about not with N-O-T. I'm like, dude, come on, man, not K-N-O-T, not, not, not. Okay. All right. So number four, the white lady, Sarah Morantz, who said she invented the head wrap and the bonnet. Girl, bye. All right, let's move. I'm sick of these people, particularly white folks stealing stuff from black people. Yeah, I said it, I meant it, and I'm here to represent it. She knows she ain't invent that. So that's enough on that topic. Number three, the Crown Act. The Crown Act, uh, uh, I think it's a Senate Bill 188, I'm almost for sure. Crown Act, Senate Bill 188, uh, got introduced. And to Congress, uh, June 27th of 2019, uh, it was passed in May, Law, July 3rd, 2019 in the state of California, where you cannot discriminate against anybody uh, with textured hair. So that is, I mean, that I really want to make it number one. As a matter of fact, the last three, I want them all to be number one but, um, we can't do that. So, um, I'm giving, uh, the knotless braids, you know, just the, I'm sorry, I'm giving the crown act, um, just the big, big kudos. Cause from my heart, you know, 2019, you're talking about 400 years from slavery people, 400 years later, they're not hair shaming, they're saying it's against the law. They're gonna continue to do it because you got 400 years plus that texture hair is just you know, was just bad, is bad, and all these terms with good, bad, all this stupid crap. So, um, uh, the Crown Act, uh, Senate Bill 188 is number three. 2019. and stole the headlines. The sisters were not playing. They was like biggie kicking door waving the four four. All I heard was don't talk about my textured hair no more. All right. So let's give it up to all the sisters and brothers who has something, anything to do with the Crown Act. And I continue to promote it. And as a matter of fact, when, um, the sister, Miss uh, Zosie Beanie Tunzi, who won Miss America, her crown, her short cropped afro. It was amazing. We had a young lady come in last week, uh, uh, 14 years old, and said, I want to look like Miss Universe. And let me tell you, the whole salon was just in tears and thinking about it right now. I'm just trying to not tear up as I'm doing this, but it is just that emotional for me. So the crown act Definitely has stolen my heart in 20. Nineteen um, and and twenty twenty is going to just continue to make uh, more precedence as Marsha Fudge here in the state of Ohio will be introducing the Count Crown Act into legislation here, um, which is kind of is good, um, not kind of it's, it's exceptionally well. Um, the sad part is that again in Ohio they continue the process to try to lower the standards of education and barbering, um, and barbering and cosmetology and. I I do need you guys' support to go over to www.protectmyprofession.com and sign three petitions to help preserve the integrity of the education of barbering and cosmetology. And the Crown Act definitely, um, you know, tops off why you should definitely sign those petitions okay let's move on to number two rev air rev air is the reverse hair drying hair dryer let me tell you people 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 this baby right here is the one and only game changer I'm honestly going to say since Madam C.J. Walker came in on the scene in the 1800s. Yeah, it's that deep. We're talking about 300 years of revolutionizing um, hair care. I'm giving it up to the inventors over at Red Bear because this um, apparatus, it truly preserves the integrity of the follicle. Remember, the follicle is what's underneath the scalp and what comes out, including hair. You won't really find that in anything on the planet except for like some essential oils. So, um, <clears throat> so the Rev Air is just getting all of the love from me. I, I just, I can't find the words to describe what this thing does and means. So, the Reverse Air Dryer, you have to go and check out their website Um, Revair, you can, they're they're just everywhere, R-E-V-A-I-R, Revair, okay, so please go see it, I can't even describe it in a podcast, and I know what you're going to say, LaDosha, I saw the price, I'm going to tell you right now, it's worth it. It's worth it. And I'm going to be pushing it, carrying it throughout my message in 2020. So Red Air, um, if you're out there listening, play this podcast and, you know, put it on your website and because you guys are going down as number two in 2019. As a matter of fact, excuse me again, the last 300 years Uh, I'm talking about it supersedes the relaxer, it supersedes hair coloring, it supersedes the straightening comb, it supersedes flat on, it supersedes highlights. The Rev Air is the whippity snap. So check out the video. I've done some videos about the Rev Air on my YouTube, but I ain't trying to hog up all the airspace. So check out anybody on Rev Air, and I promise you, I promise you, you will, um, you, your family, If you have a lot of hair, you want it smoothed out, you don't want to be bothered with trying to detangle it, you hate the heat, you know, it takes a long time. The Rev Air is going to resolve any and every problem you will ever have about smoothing out and drying Textured hair that's at least two inches of length and, and more. So Rev Air, you you just stole my heart, and I'm loving loving Rev Air for that. So please check them out, look at all their videos, read some of their reviews. I wrote a review on it, write a review on it, spread the love. Rev Air 2019. Whoop whoop. All right. Last but not least, number one, hit those steering wheels and those desks one more time. The 2019. A uh, uh, thing that happened to hair that gets the number one for the entire world is my trip to africa during the year of return to the gambia to install the country's very first cosmetology curriculum epic mic drop situation again you can see a lot of the footage about this on social media, you can also go to Gambia TV on um, YouTube, and uh, they have all of the all of our interactions in the Gambia. Uh, I I just can't find the words. It's this um, I don't like to take a long time on the podcast, but I'm just gonna highlight right quick three things that made my trick, trip trip. To the Gambia epic. Number one, I went to see Africa uh, uh, for my own purposes personally. It had nothing really to do with podcasting and all of this stuff, but it just so happens that, you know, I got a podcast. So, uh, anywho, so for personal reasons, to go home to Africa, I think that anybody, I don't care America, we're big on race. So ditch the race. All humans need to go to Africa. I don't care which part you go to. Go home to Africa. Because let me tell you, what they're teaching you in the books will never suffice if you go there for yourself. Okay, that's number one. Um, Number two, what made my trip epic was the actual seeing how everything that we do right now started in the motherland. So again, it's one thing to read it in a book, to watch it on TV, to even listen to it on a podcast. Please go to Africa, okay? And then number three, the actual curriculum itself. Do you guys know what that feels like to actually partake in a collaborative effort to help a country develop something that's their own? Dude. That's like some Quincy Jones Netflix shaver's plug. You need to watch it type stuff. Okay. Um, and it is because of people like Quincy Jones, um, Clarence over at the, the Black Godfather, you know, Michael Jackson, Madam C.J. Walker, Annie Turbo Malone. This list can go on and on and on. Lucio Basilisco, um, Greg Gilmore, Chris Blue, Stefano Spritz, Dr. Spritz, um, you know, Hattie May, Get Hattie May, all of the people um, of all, you know, Rachel Marola. I can go on for days of all of the people who have poured into me to be able to write a curriculum. Dr. Golden, Dr. Dowdy, Dr. Tamika Ellington, um, uh, Sheila Wright. I, I'm telling you, this, this, I can give, I can, I can keep shouting out to you guys that get off, turn your podcast off. You know, boss lady, my best friend, I Kevin Chill Heard, uh, my best friend, um, you know, Darren, Smooth Roberts. Uh, so, all of these wonderful people are truly, truly responsible. My children, my parents are responsible for me being able to go over there. My son, Craig Taylor, Devere Wright, Kareem Ali, they are the visuals that you see on Ladosha. These are the three people. Who are behind the scenes making sure I look good, my cousin Anitra, all of my cousins, you know, Anita, Miranda, my sister Monica, all of the customers at the hair salon. These are the people who are behind the scenes, the hair that you see in the video. These are what I call real hair and real people in real life who are responsible uh, for why I could have went over to Africa to do uh, the curriculum and collaborate with Fatou and um, uh, Mr. Kente um, over at the um, NACUS. Uh, so, my, my heart goes out, my love, everything in my soul goes out to Fatou and the country of the Gambia and all the wonderful people that I met who allowed me to collaborate with the country in every aspect to help them have something that is their own. And so that is why in 2019, when you're talking about influencing hair of on um, hairs of people all over the world, the African diaspora is 100% legit. So at the end of the day, go to Africa. So the top 10 uh, list of 2019. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm just going to run it down again. Number 10, hit that drum roll for me. People, I need you to get that drum roll going for me. Number 10, beers, whoop, whoop, hair color pomade, hair color wax, thumbs down, flexi detangler brush. You guys like it, but I'm giving it a thumb down. And my mantra, when it comes to hair care, if it works, use it. Okay. Number seven, the man weave, hala came out the closet. Um, number six, protect hairstyles. I just don't like the whole term, protective hairstyles. Number five, knotless braids, holla. Number four, the white lady, Sarah Moran. go kick some rocks, okay? Number three, the Crown Act, you are the most high, the epitome to all the brothers and sisters who made that come into play. Uh, The Crown Act, Senate Bill 188, jumped off 2019, and uh, it was just a bomb. Rev Air, what can I say? Speechless, ineffable, impeccable. The Rev Air is just everything in my world, in my life, as a professional cosmetologist and a person with textured hair. I'm giving it up to Rev Air. Number one, my trip home to the motherland, to the Gambia, in partnership with Fatou, the delegates. A super shout-out to Miss Lydia Carlos, who did the wonderful photography, to Ray Barnes, to my BFF. Rashida Ali, and my boss, the one and only, the legendary Ms. Lavina Joseph. All right, y'all, you know what I say when I'm signing out, right? Peace, love, and hair. And if you ain't got no hair, then do what? Rub your bald head and check out my YouTube channel and follow me on all the social media platforms. Happy New Year in 2020. And you know what, people? Let's do this like Brutus because we always, 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 do this.